When was the last time you changed your mind about something important? This next title celebrates the joy of being wrong and the neglected value of doubt. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Yana, also known as Jana, and in today's episode, I'm reviewing Think Again, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know, written and read by Adam Grant. Organizational psychologist Adam Grant asks great questions like, why do we refresh our wardrobes every year, renovate our kitchens every decade, but never update our beliefs and our views? Why do we laugh at people using computers that are 10 years old, but we still cling to opinions we formed 10 years ago? As with Steven Pinker's 2018 book, Enlightenment Now, Think Again is a 21st century reboot of Enlightenment ideas, celebrating skepticism and science. Adam Grant's balance of storytelling and statistics is fascinating, but what makes this listen fun is how Grant challenges us to explore our own tendencies and guides us in how to practice rethinking our beliefs. Grant shows us how rethinking happens when we treat ideas and learning like scientists instead of preachers, prosecutors, or politicians. Psychologists find that when we enter preacher mode, we're defending a sacred value, and prosecutor mode when we're trying to win an argument, politician mode when we're campaigning for the approval of an audience, and scientist mode when we're searching for the truth. These mental modes affect our will to question our own opinions and our skill to open other people's minds. I like that Grant admits he's uncertain about whether preacher, prosecutor, or politician modes are optimal approaches for specific situations, but he's really excited to show us that it's in scientist mode where we gain mental flexibility. In scientist mode, we search for reasons why we might be wrong not just reasons why we must be right. And it's here that we revise our opinions based on what we learn. And that puts us in a better position to help others learn too. Although Grant doesn't criticize identity politics directly, he does something arguably more useful. He shows us how conflating our ideas with our identity shuts down conversation It isolates us and cuts us off from potential understanding that we might have enjoyed and applied to our lives. Grant's exploration of imposter syndrome, which has long been cited as the bane of women and marginalized people in the workplace, takes a surprising turn. Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as a feeling of inadequacy that persists despite clear evidence of the opposite. Grant cites research linking these feelings with better performance and even breakthroughs. This was intriguing and leads to one of the most important insights Grant shares. As long as imposter syndrome isn't utterly debilitating, it offers those who quote-unquote suffer from it something that the overconfident lack, humility. In this sense, humility isn't an old-fashioned or religious virtue. Humility enables us to take ourselves and our identities out of our search for the truth. 
Confidence is most valuable, Grant suggests, when it powers our ability to work through problems, not when we're confident in our ideas as ultimate solutions. Unwavering confidence in our past ideas, no matter how great those ideas were, is exactly what happened to BlackBerry, Blockbuster, Kodak, and Sears. Maybe you can use that line the next time you hear, that's the way we've always done it. Like David Epstein in his book, Range, Grant questions our cultural fascination with grit. Grit is often defined as courage and resolve, or strength of character, but there's a fine line between heroic persistence and foolish stubbornness. And like Oliver Berkman in his book, The Antidote, which I also reviewed, Grant refers to the cautionary tale of tenacious mountain climbers who died because they insisted on summiting Mount Everest in spite of warnings to turn back. Sometimes the best kind of grit, Grant argues, is gritting our teeth and turning around. We need to practice mental flexibility, humility, and curiosity. Grant's ideas appeal very much to who I want to be as a critical thinker. He offers 30 practical ideas to sharpen our rethinking skills, reframing disagreement as debate, and learning how to ask better questions by asking how rather than why. This list alone is worth checking out this title. Now, I'd like to believe I've got at least a toehold on the framework Grant is presenting, but am I merely an unwitting victim of the Dunning-Kruger effect, confusing my confidence with my competence? I can't rule this out since the first rule of the Dunning-Kruger club is you don't know you're in the Dunning-Kruger club. Or as comedian John Cleese puts it, stupid people have no idea how stupid they are. The only way to test this out is to ask for criticism and gravitate toward those who challenge my ideas. This means forcing myself out of my comfort zone and learning to find more joy in being wrong. And disagreements don't have to be disagreeable if we focus on ideas instead of identities. As Grant says, if knowledge is power, knowing what we don't know is wisdom. And with that in mind, the journey toward discovery seems well worth the effort. That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. Thanks for listening. If you have not yet done so, please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to Audiobook Reviews in 5 on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and many others. By subscribing, you help increase the profile of this podcast and chances of other listeners finding it. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well.